I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic, where we get to know the people behind the creative industries. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist, Marcia Novelli. This week we're joined by freelance music journalist, Hugh McIntyre. Hugh's works appeared in Forbes, Sonic Bids, The Huffington Post, and Billboard, and he's editor-in-chief at Pop Bang Boom. Earlier this year, he was part of a panel at South by Southwest called The Secrets of Pitching Your Band with past guest and friend of the show, Laura Goldfarb. I can't say her name, apparently. Laura Goldfarb. <laughs> we love her. I just can't say her name. We're looking forward to finding out what advice you can offer to musicians from a journalist perspective, I think, which can be really helpful, and uh, what he'd tell people who'd uh, like to go into writing as well. Hey, how's it going, Hugh? Excellent. How are you guys? Not too shabby. We're happy to have you on the we, show today. Yeah, excellent. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I, uh, I, I'm, I trust that you're going to have some valuable advice. Um, well, I've heard he, I heard that panel that he was on uh, with Laura Goldfarb, and I can definitely say he has a lot to share. So, <laughs> Well, let's get awkward first and have you tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Three things about myself everyone should know. Okay. Um, I would say that these days when I cover music, it's all pop. But I got my start in sort of the pop punk hardcore rock world, so I'm I'm secretly like a huge Good Charlotte something corporate fan. Like that's my world, but I don't really tell anyone. Uh, I am a New Yorker, but I'm from Boston, so I have to kind of hate New York at the same time. And I try to travel as much as possible. But the minute I get on a plane, I actually kind of regret it and wish I was home in my bed. <laughs> there you go. I can relate to that. It's yeah. funny you mentioned something corporate. I actually have a connection. Um, the, the, the man behind all those something corporate records, as well as the Jack's Mannequin records, is a good friend of mine, Jim Wart, who I actually co-produce uh, my last two records with, or my last really? record and my upcoming record. I should say, yeah, he's a great guy, and he's, uh, he's um, he can be a pain in the ass to work with, but I love him at the end of the day because <laughs> he does some great shit. He does some great alternative pop rock i guess i would say yep. um not just that but you know it's pretty good stuff yeah. your work has appeared in loads of influential uh, magazines and blogs like we mentioned at the start can you take us back to when you landed your first placement and kind of tell us how that, that happened yeah um i when i was younger started a blog just for fun um i always loved discovering music and sharing it with friends and uh, so I started this blog just to highlight interesting pop musicians that weren't getting radio play or weren't famous, that sort of thing. Um, and then my first uh, break or whatever you want to call it, I'd say, uh, was when I interned at Billboard during grad school. Um, so I went in the office and worked for them for a while. And since then, it's sort of just piled on and it's been outlet after outlet and I've been doing it for a few years since. 
Well, that's uh, so. It's, do you find that there is? Do you find that your education really helps you get to where you are today because of the fact that you're able to get a internship while you're in school? Do you think you would have been able to get that if you were not in school at the time? Um, no, and actually, it was the only editorial writing connected internship I ever did. Um, I didn't go to school to study journalism or oh okay what did you study at school um i have business degrees so well that can come in handy too but that's actually interesting so what made you actually want to do an internship doing that just because you're you're at the time your hobby for writing which actually turned into your primary career yeah um it was sort of a fluke uh i needed to do an internship to finish my master's and i i saw this billboard internship i don't know it was twitter or somewhere online and I just, it was like the last day they were taking applications and I applied and happened to get it and said, hey, this will be a lot of fun. Why not try it? And Isn't then afterwards, funny? yeah, and then <laughs> afterwards, I just, you know, didn't have a job when I first left school and started writing and now it's what I do. It just sort of happened. Do you feel like it's, I know it sounds like um, a little bit cheesy, but do you feel like it kind of chose you in a sense? Um, I don't know that it shows me i think um it just sort of fell into place for now um because something something we say know, a lot in the show sorry to cut you off there i was just saying yeah. something we say in the show a lot is just noticing an opportunity when it's there that's that's a huge part of success everyone especially when you're younger i think i, I shouldn't just say that i guess people of all ages but maybe when i was younger um i had the idea of just planning everything and you know everything's going to go exactly as planned but you know, doing that actually limits you a lot because the amount of opportunities, I guess I can speak for myself, that I maybe turned down or thought, oh, this isn't the right time just because you have a certain idea in your mind of where you want to go. But once you open that yourself up to just see, you know, nine times out of ten, you only regret the things that you don't do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or the chances that you didn't take or the opportunities you didn't jump on. So uh, I, I really like that, the fact that that was not even kind of part of your plan, but, you know, you went for it and you enjoyed it and said, what the hell? This is fun. Yeah. Like, right? <laughs> and here you are right now and here you are today, you know? So I think that's really interesting. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, you know, someone who's been uh, a journalist for, for quite some time now, um, you know, what, what do you find tends to be the most common mistakes that you see in press releases um, when artists or their publicists reach out to you for coverage? Um, you mean, what's the most common mistake in sort of their email of, hey, Hugh? Both. What's, what's the most on? common or, or the mistake in the release? actual press release? You know, what, that makes you go like, really? Is this even a press release? Or in generally just how they contact you. I know we often say, you know, don't say to whom am I concerned? <laughs> you check on my music, you know, like, what are some of the things that you find um, that either turn you on to the artist right off the bat or immediately turn you off? It doesn't matter how great they could have been, you know, they just... How, how do they get you and how do they lose you? Um, <clears throat> all right. I would say in the actual sort of pitch email, you know, I don't even mind the to whom you may concern. Oh, you're a rarity. We can't stand it. It's not my favorite, <laughs> no. but I don't mind it's it. <laughs> you know, if you call me, um, I can't tell you how many emails I get that say, hey, pop, bang, boom, how are you doing? Um, <laughs> hey, you. Uh, just, you know, like zero effort. Well, in America, though, I mean, until they change this, I mean, a company is considered a human being for something that has the same rights, so let's not go there. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's again, another. That's, that's another podcast. That's another show, Ross. That's, that's for mm. another show. <laughs> and then, um, you know, with the work I do with Forbes, it's a lot of companies, and I can't tell you how many times I read a press release 
and it seems incredibly boring and not interesting and it's lifeless and then every once in a while I'll speak to the head of the company or something and it's actually this fascinating thing going on or this band has something amazing coming but it's lost in this absolutely dreadful press release and it's just so formatted and and terrible and um and they don't get across what what the thing really is. Why is your album exciting? Why is this product exciting? Um, and I'm shocked that it's lost. So the how, cool thing how could is lost. they change that? How could they, you know, how can they take some some product that is exciting and actually pitch it to you in a way that you, you know, know that it's exciting? I think a lot of people start out when they write a press release or they have an announcement. They start out knowing what they want to get across or knowing what they want to say. And through many edits and, you know, someone writing it and it goes to a manager and it goes to a this person and it just gets filtered through so many people that it, it loses its human touch. Um, I think if you're going to be talking about something exciting to people, it needs to sound like a person wrote it. it needs to sound, you know, um, and there's this idea with press releases that it needs to be this formulaic, stoic, stale thing. Um, and it's it's lost there. So I think... When you have what you think is finished, share it with one or two people. Because um, I've had people share things with me and be like, "I, you know, this quote you inserted, I can't believe a person said that. Like, that's not mm, how people yeah. speak. Why would yeah. I ever use that? Um, that's so not to say to be too casual, right? But it's kind of like the balance between being friendly, oh, but also professional right. and not so stiff that it's like, wow, this sounds like I'm speaking to a robot. <laughs> It's like, you know, I get a lot of press releases where, you know, the artist says this and I'll sort of demand that if I'm going to write about it, I need to speak to the artist because when you get the artist on the phone or you meet with them, you know, they, like I said, they speak like they're a human being. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot that you do that. I really do. Um, And, you know, when they say, oh, here's an email quote or something like that, um, you know, if it comes back and it's the, you know, this scrub down um, you know, far too clean, terrible quote. Like, I'm not going to use it. Nobody wants to read that. Nobody wants to hear that. So, um, yeah, I would say look back at your press release and is it warm? Is it interesting? Is it, you know, you you may think it is, but you have to look at it with different eyes and you have to look at it from someone who's seeing it for the first time. So do you think that, obviously the content is important, but do you think the pitch is almost more or as important as the actual content, because without the pitch, you don't get to the content. Yeah. Um, I mean, the pitch is important. Um, the pitch should be short. It should be sweet. I should be able to read three sentences in your email and have an idea of both what what it is we're talking about and why it's special or why it's interesting. Um, and that's not always the case. Like, I shouldn't have to read that and then read your whole five-paragraph press release to to kind and then get you on the phone to kind of like, understand well, kind why this of is what's going on here. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because then why you, you have other things to there's other artists there's other things to to look through. Yeah, yeah. It kind of That's defeats the, the point, doesn't it? If, if if you need to to read something else and then have a phone call just to find out what the point of something is, surely that de- that really defeats the point of that pitch email. It's not done yeah. its job whatsoever. It's uh, it's made it worse in some ways, yeah. I guess. Well, do you I th- do you find that it's beneficial, like a really short and sweet kind of thing, and then for more information on the artist and giving you a link? Do you, are you okay with that? Because that's oh, great, yeah. right? Oh, you know, you've piqued my interest. Yeah, I'll read more about it. You probably will skim through the bio, but the bio is the long form. You know, that's you're not going to send that immediately to somebody. You know. Yeah, 
yeah, I love the um, hey, Hugh, and then, like I said, a couple of sentences about what it is, um, and then everything from, like, like I said, why it's interesting. What is this artist? You know, give me a, a tiny bit. Is it pop? Is it dance? Is it rock? You know, I hate when people pitch me on an artist and they're, you know. It's Yeah, it <laughs> defies, defies definition and, you know, the emotional honesty. Okay, but what is it? You know, um, so I love sort of, like I said, reading a paragraph and, okay, I can decide whether I want to read more and I don't have to ask. You gave me a link or you gave me a full thing right beneath it or something, but like it's, it should all be there, but I should be able to decide with that first pitch. Well, I like that too. Yeah. You, uh, a full kind of longer version underneath an email. I've seen that before too. It's kind of here is, here is if you're more, if you're interested, you know, go here. Cause if you're not either way, you're not going to go through a, you know, a I huge can't tell you um, how many script. people I've gotten emails from and I say, Hey, that's kind of interesting. You know, I'd like to learn more. And like five days later, someone gets back to me, or they never get back to me, or something. Oh God! Blows my mind. Like, why wow. would you not just, you know, if you want to read more, here's a link to the press release, or here, here it is, you know, underneath, or it's attached if it's just a word document, whatever it may be. Um, I just can't believe people don't make it easier. You know what I mean? Well, how how important yeah. is it for you to have a relationship with the person contacting you? You know, do you have do you find that if an artist sends you something, you know, and it catches your attention enough, it's it's personable, it's it's maybe lighthearted and funny or whatever, you know, does that grab your attention or somebody that you have built a relationship with, say like Laura Goldfarb, for example, a publicist that you know would send you an email and you're like, oh, it's you know my friend, she, you know, I'm going to take a bit mm-hmm. more of what she's saying. Uh, you know, how do you is is there definitely a plus? with someone like like uh, a publicist that you've already built a relationship with or or at least has some sort of clout to them even if you've never spoken to them before um i'm not gonna lie yes uh when i when i'm actually looking for music and reviewing music itself as opposed to sort of the business side of the industry which is a lot of what i do these days um i do have i do know some people that always give me good things they know what i like they take time to only send me appropriate the, you know, music. Because it's uh, their name on the line, too. That's why, you know, yeah. we've said before, we've had a few publicists on the show, and, you know, I, I, definitely it is it is so worth it to get a publicist that, obviously, you get along with, but that is connected to a point. You know what I mean? It's not just about the top publicists. You also want to be there. I mean, that's this is for another show, but you also want to be on their, you know, you want to be on their radar in the sense that they're actually doing something for you and not just doing something for a hundred artists, right? But, yeah. you know, I, I think, I, I love to hear it from someone like yourself that it does, and you're being honest, it does have, it does, I mean, when you're getting a whole ton of emails in your email, what are you going to look at? Someone you know. Well, there are, you know, there are people that I know, or I know their company, and it's, oh, they only work with the kind of artist that I like, or the genre, or something. And then there are definitely those, I won't say the names, but there are a couple of PR firms, well-known that, um, you know, I've reached out to them and said, hey, I only cover this genre. I only do this sort of thing. And someone says, hey, great. And then they just send me, they just spam me. They send me everything oh, no. they have. They couldn't be less interested in actually sending me what I want. So eventually I just, I never open a single one of their emails. I block them, anything you have to do. Um, I feel like I that's just, an old school way of even marketing too, like kind of long time ago and I guess it still applies to the largest of pop artists but the idea of just plastering them everywhere and kind of seeing what sticks because they're so big and I mean it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you know 50% of the people who see them never want to listen to them but I feel like especially in like more of an independent and, and not a top of the charts 
you know, millions of records sold world. It's all about relationships. It's all about talking to someone. It's all about, you know, taking even that little time to say your name. I know mm-hmm. you, you, you're a bit more nice about that, but saying your name and, and sending you something relevant. I mean, it, the yeah, fact yeah. that they've taken the time, and I, as you've said, you, you'll start ignoring, it doesn't matter how big the company is, if they're sending you tons of stuff, you're not going to take the time to maybe find that one gem in, you know, a hundred different emails, but you're going to listen to somebody who constantly, maybe doesn't email you all the time, but when they do, it's something relevant mm-hmm. to you, and you're going to appreciate it. And most likely, if you dig it, you might cover it. Absolutely. I love yeah. that. I love it. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people can learn from that, it's 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 more about you know keeping it very focused, contacting the right people rather than just blasting it out to everyone. I mean, especially if you've said this is not a genre I cover, and then they still send you it like that's just <laughs> that's so irritating. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, you're I, being very nice. Like please my don't patience, send me shit. <laughs> like and I I'm I'm pretty pa- well. I don't know if Marcy would agree. I'm I'm pretty patient <laughs> uh, for the most part, but stuff like that really drives me crazy. Um, but yeah, we um kind of talking about publicists. Again, maybe from a slightly different angle, we hear a lot from publicists that their clients all want to be in like the bigger magazines and publications, you know, Billboard, Rolling Stone. Do you think that um, that too many of them have a misconception about what you know what coverage in a major publication can do for them? Um, and would there be an approach that you would suggest to them instead? Um, I'm actually working on a piece now for Sonic Bids that's sort of um, why you should go after the smaller publications first so uh you know i've premiered things on billboard or huffington post or things like that um but it's really uh you know only for either a big name or you know somebody who is like already about to break like this is not the first time they've been written at this is not the first time they've gotten a premiere on a major outlet um so i think a lot of publicists are able to sell their services because they say, hey, you know, I'm going to reach out to Rolling Stone and the New York Times and Billboard and all, you know, all these places um, when really it's going to be a spam email. No one's going to open. Um, if I, knowing what I know now, if I was to start a music career, I would love a publicist who said, hey, you know, we're going to start small, but I can promise you, a, you know, you'll, your song will be premiered on a blog. Um, and then I can promise you you'll get written up. And even if it, is a tiny outlet you've never heard of. Um, I think it's a lot smarter to collect a couple of those, you know, that say, hey, this is a cool song. We just discovered this guy. And then go to a billboard or something and say, hey, look, he's already getting some good press. Uh, you know, he's, he's ready to go. This might be ready for you now. Because if your first song ever you made in your bedroom that is pretty shitty, you know, if somebody hears that at a billboard, you know, they'll remember your name for it not being good and nobody paying attention. You know what I mean? You know, I think something else to note that I've just recently kind of realized is you never also know, just like you never know where an artist is going to be on the end of a publication kind of wanting to jump on, you know, an upcoming artist and being mm-hmm. the first to break them. You also don't know where that publication is going to be. You know, I, I, I had a, uh, I'm primarily a solo artist, but I did a side project that was an electronic project. And, you know, we did a press, a whole press release about a year ago. And I got in a few blogs and I didn't expect... You know, it was a side party. It was a new thing. You know, and one of those, I'm not going to name it, but one of those blogs now has just interviewed one of my favorite bands and they're doing all these big things. I'm like, this is, and I got really excited because I already have a relationship with them. You know what I mean? And it's like, the next project, you know, I, we're going to want to work together again. And yet they've grown to another level. Just like, you know, so you kind of grow together when you do start out, you know, with a new project or, or you know, I, I mean, and the fact that, you know, this particular band is actually quite well known and they're not putting their noses up in the air being like, well, I'm not going to do that if only a few hundred people are going to see it. You know, mm-hmm. I think 
you know, certain people that know what's up knows that every little everything adds up to being seen by more and more people, especially in the world of today. Like, just like what Ross and I are doing here, you know, we're not the biggest thing in the world, but, you know, we're part of a whole kind of web, you know, that we're all here to kind of help each other and, and kind of, you know, get, get the things out there, you know? There are definitely publicists, artists, everyone that, you know, when I first started Pop Bang Boom and had, you know, it was nothing. Blah, blah, blah. I remember the, the artists that sat down with me or, you know, gave me tickets to this or that. And um, a lot of them have sort of disappeared or whatnot, but a couple of them really blew up. And, uh, you know, I, I remember that now. And when something comes along from them, like, I'll, I'll do whatever I can for it. And be appreciative, right? Like, like on your end, too, but also the artist end. Like, be appreciative for anyone who wants to cover, you know what I mean? Again, talking about ourselves, you know, we do this because we love it. And 99% of the time, it's been a great experience. We have had a couple experiences, not to go into detail, where, you know, people seem like they were just taking it for granted that we're doing what we do for free to help people out. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you know, we didn't have to have you on the show. You know, I mean, sure, maybe we're not as big as this other one, but I mean, we're still doing this. Hugh, yes. are you ready for 20 questions? I will do my best, I guess. Well, you know what? Your best is good enough for us. Okay, good. Yeah. It's not good enough for Ross. It's good enough for me. Hey, <laughs> it's good enough for me. All right, here it's we go. It's more than good enough, I'm sure. Here we okay. go. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Meat or veggies? Veggies. Oh, that makes, makes me happy. Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Modern Family or The Office? Neither. Oh, you have a third option? Uh, 30 Rock. Okay, that's pretty cool. CD or vinyl? CD. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Massachusetts or New York? Massachusetts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Hands down. Orange is the New Black or House of Cards? House of Cards. Lady Gaga or Beyonce? Lady Gaga. Education or experience? Experience. I'd have to agree with you on that one. Blink-182 or Green Day? Blink. Really? Yeah. I'm more on the Green Day side. It's okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if you... I, I think you're a little bit younger than me, but do you remember the Pop Disaster Tour years ago? Years and years ago? Okay, now... I'm, never mind. Yeah, you're definitely younger than me. <laughs> I'm going to cry. But it's when they toured together. It's when they finally toured together. It was Ooh, probably like I a decade. It was a long time ago. But yeah. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Go on. Go on, Ross. Get me out of this. <laughs> I will. I'll dig you out of this hole you've, you've dug you've for yourself once again. Uh, Ariana Grande or Mariah Carey? Ariana, yeah. Batman or, for me, that, it ends there. Batman or Superman? I don't care. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sorry. You, you're not into any superheroes? No. How about, do you have a superhero? That, that, no. Like in your life? Someone you look up to? That can be the third. Got to be someone. Come on, uh, someone in your life that's inspired you. Ah, uh, put you on the spot. Oh. Yeah, that's on the spot. Jesus, that's uh, what it's all about. So we you do know here. what? Um, I'm gonna say a guy named Paul Farmer. I'm gonna let you look him up because I got my master's in nonprofit because of him. See, I and, like that. Which I'm not using, but it's <laughs> okay. Either way. <laughs> All good. So, Battle of the Justins here. We've got Justin Timberlake or Justin Bieber. Um, Timberlake. Sure. Kimmy Schmidt or 30 Rock? 30 Rock. Michael Jackson or 
my favorite, Michael Bolton. Um, Michael Jackson. I don't think he knows who Michael Bolton is. I know who Michael Bolton is. Has okay. anyone ever chosen Michael Bolton? Yes. Uh, yeah. Did you uh, interview Michael Bolton? <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best part of this interview right there. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson? Celine Dion. She's, she's just as nice as you hope she is, too, by the way. What's that? Celine is just as like cool and nice as you like could imagine and hope. You have a chance to meet her? Uh, yeah, in Vegas, actually. No kidding. Well, you got to pick That's, her then. Yeah, yeah. well... Pick her anyway. Whale or kale? Whale or kale? And I would choose kale. Mm, good choice. Bet Midler or the Riddler? What? No, they just rhyme, Hugh. Don't, don't. Oh. That's, that's simply it. <laughs> uh, uh, bet the Divine Miss M. <laughs> really don't look for any meaning or substance in these questions oh, there's because substance in this show but this is well, in, in the show but not in these questions i it's mean if you're going to go look for it you're going to be looking for a long time <laughs> um so now we are going to inject a little bit of drama we're going to inject a little bit of uh you know some kind of rivalry feud thing going on okay. and we're going to make you choose between ross or this guy marcio all right. Having just met you both via Skype, uh, I'm going to choose Ross because I'm really digging your hair. Thank you. you don't I'm really a fan. I always fucking lose. You don't all, Marcio. I don't always Marcio. lose. Hey, the great Rick Barker, Taylor Swift's ex manager, picked me. I mean, that's good. So that kind of, that almost like outweighs like 10. In, you know, Maybe you say the so. Compliments of Rick Barker, total insult <laughs> to our last ten guests. He's a hundred yeah, so, so. Yeah. Okay, there you go. You said it, not me. I only yeah. said ten. <laughs> so uh, we actually have a listener uh, question oh, for yeah, you. Oh, listener question. Um, our friend Suzanne Polinski from the Rockstar Advocate, uh, listener and past guest, she would like to know how do you decide what to write about, and what advice do you have for musicians who are trying to get the attention of writers or reviewers? <clears throat> um. I would say that as much as you don't want to hear it, uh, I do partially decide what I'm going to write about based on what people are going to read. Um, I mean, clicks matter. Um, and I definitely went into this thinking, you know, oh, I'm just going to write about the music and it doesn't matter and whatever, you know, deserves to be written up. And then when it, nobody reads it, you're like, oh, well. Um, so if you can tie yourself in to like a bigger name in any way that's always helpful um i wrote something about that too it's like you know if you cover someone or remix something or you know hey i sound just like ariana grande or something like that catches attention and maybe i can share that, Was that um, a sonic beer, sonic beer? i can't speak holy shit yeah because i just read hmm. that I just read yes that. Yeah, I actually yeah, didn't realize yeah. that was you. <laughs> I'd read a, a previous, this is why you're on the show, I read another article you did, and I was like, oh, we got to get this guy on the show, but I actually just read that this week. Um, and uh, I thought that was great. Yeah, and I actually looked at that, and I was like, sweet, that's what I've done, yay! It's all good, I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> there you go. And <laughs> Hugh, it worked, right? Hugh, where can, uh, what's the best place for people to contact you online uh, to get in touch? Um, let's say Twitter. Twitter is okay. a good one. And your Twitter is? Pop Bang Hugh. Love it. Hugh H U G H. There we go. Awesome. Um, you can find our show on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, and YouTube. Just search for Bridge Atlantic. 
you'll find us uh, and say hey we you know we want to hear from you we want to know what you like what you who you want to see on the show you know just get in touch and uh, we have t-shirts on the way which is really exciting so uh you can uh, be a part of that somehow by wearing it i guess by wear- <laughs> yeah buying and wearing them would be the best part to well, be actually help support the show yeah, and as for me, I'm working on my second solo album, and you can be a part of it at marcinavelli.com slash pledge. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify, which are all my name, Marcinovelli, and at the advice of the great Rick Barker, I shall spell that out, M-A-R-C-I-O-N-O-V-E-L-L-I. And say hi to me, too. And I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as electrickiwi, and on Facebook, electrickiwidesign. This episode was brought to you by Chris Keaton, the Rockstar Advocate, Buck Naked Soap Company, and Social Surge. All links are in the show notes, so please check them out because they help keep this show alive. If you want to be part of that awesome crew, uh, you can sponsor the show at patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. Uh, we've got packages starting from $1 an episode. Uh, so if you like what we do, get on there. So that we can keep doing this and keep talking of to great course. people like you it, and sharing exactly. valuable information to our musician and creative listeners and viewership because that's why we do this. We just want to help. That's all. That's all we want to do. Spread the love. And uh, thank you, Hugh, for coming on Spreading the Love and uh, sharing some great insight because uh, I think you might be the first, uh, I think you might be the first journalist we've had on the show. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, very, yeah very, we've had yeah. publicists, but no one on the other side. This is um, very valuable for myself as an artist and uh, anyone alike. I think it'll be valuable for publicists too. And uh, several of you. I so can so only much. hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope for the sake of your inbox, I hope. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market